Hello everyone, it's Christmas time if you hadn't noticed and we are getting ready thinking about orphans. It seems like it doesn't. <laughs> we're thinking about orphans around the world. Last year was our best year and we're just waiting to see what you and the Holy Spirit have planned for Jackie Mize International Children's Foundation this Christmas. Amen. You know, last year because of you, you helped us and we had our yes. best year ever, even during the pandemic. And we were able <laughs> well, to bless 22 nations, 40 orphanages, five water wells we dug, three homes of widows right. we put roofs on, two vans we bought, uh, one in India for children and one in wow. Burma for children, and a partridge in a pear tree. Effort so every year we do the Christmas project and right. uh, we're expecting to God and you and us to do big things this year. God bless <laughs> you. We right. love you. JMICF, our Terry Mize Ministries, let us hear from you. Orphan1.com. is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. Hello everyone, God bless you and welcome today to More Than Conquerors, Terry Mize Ministries program. We are delighted you are here with us and it tis the season <laughs> to be jolly. To be jolly. And we are so thankful for the death, the burial, the resurrection, and the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we're in the season of celebration. Everything he's done, we're thankful for. <laughs> yeah, he is, he is the whole purpose the reason for the season, as we say, and that we are here to talk about the goodness of the Lord that he has planned for every human soul. And Terry, that's the whole reason you've been gone to the world for 53 years. Oh my goodness, yes. That's why I've eaten dog and cat and rat and monkey yes. and snakes and worms. and Yes. To go to the world and tell them about Jesus. Uh, right after we were first married, um, you know, our spouses went to heaven um, almost a decade ago. And um, when we got married seven years ago, we were really just, you know, talking about reinventing what that would look like in our relationship. And I remember Terry and I were driving down the road one day, and I just started writing down things that I thought were very, very unique in the ministry that he has had of going around the world and taking the gospel to so many different third world nations and dynamic and different, just different tribes you know, different people that, that people here in America wouldn't even know anything about. And uh, all the work you've done with gypsies, well, Americans don't know anything about <laughs> about gypsies. That's true. And then I was thinking about, I started typing down, you know, just thinking about Terry leaving his family, trip after trip, how much money it costs to take him around the world, all the hotel bills, all the airline flights. And then when you took your family, you take all four children and Jackie and all that money and all of the times you fed pastors, 
put them up in hotels, took care of them in these third world nations where many of them had never even been in a hotel. Oh, that's true. <laughs> many that's of them true. had never been. And many in a, of them, I would I would illegally go to the black market and buy food yes. for them that it was illegal for them to eat in their country. Their their government forbid them to, even to eat certain foods, you know, the good food, because the government wanted it for themselves and, and to sell. And uh, so I, I'd always go down to the black market and pay cash and yeah. buy good food and feed those pastors. Well, and they had never been in a group where there were that many of them together mm-hmm. at one time. Scared, and always scared. Always fearful. And Terry would buy them food and feed them and teach them the word of faith like Paul preached. He said he preached in Romans Chapter yes, ten, yes, yes, and I was yes. just writing all these things down, thinking about we how the Lord provided all of that for you, and all these fifty-three years of ministry. Now going to all these different countries of the world, uh, and even here in America, we've had to—I mean, really adapt to try to help people here in America. And the churches and the pastors, like Paul said, he did. He went on missionary journeys to encourage the churches, yes. you know, and to not lose heart, like. Luke 18 says that men ought always not to faint, but turn, not turn coward, uh, not to, you know, quit. Um, it's all these things of encouraging people to keep serving the Lord. Do not allow fear and worry, as you've said so many times. Fear, fear and, and faith, faith cannot, cannot live, live in, in the, the same, same house. house. And so we're going to talk about Terry's great series that he's had uh, called The Purpose of Faith, and it's missions. Missions is the purpose of us learning faith. Well, it's faith. what God uses his faith That's for. That's right. Talk about that. That's such a good well, analogy. Well, you know, you only use faith for something you don't have. That's right. You know, if you've got a new car, you're not using your faith to get one. Right. If you've got a new house, you're not using your faith to get one. If you've got yeah. a $100 bill, you're not using your faith to get one. You, you use your faith for something you don't have. That's right. You something you want or need, and so you apply exactly. your faith to it to bring it in. And uh, decades and decades ago, I started preaching to people. Say, well, you know, what does God use his faith for? That's right. You only use faith for what you don't have and what you can't have. What is it God doesn't have? That's right. What is it God can't have? And what is it God wants desperately more than anything else? Souls. That's right. He can only get souls if we go win them. That's right. We're the ones, God's people. God's, Hallelujah. Uh, we're, we're the ones that <laughs> Our can number fulfill. number one job. We can fulfill God's dream. That's right. We can give God his Christmas wish. We can That's give right. God his, his dream, his desire. Uh, we can fulfill him. We can Isn't make him that happy. Amazing. Uh, simply by going to the world and that's winning right. souls, because that's the one thing he wants, but can't have. I've had some people tell me over the years, "Oh, now, brother Terry, the Bible says that we don't, if we don't praise the Lord, the rocks will." will Big deal. He didn't want that. <laughs> so what? Of course, that could happen. You know, he yes. could also make unicorns turn around all over. The, I mean, he, he's God, but <laughs> he can't right. have souls. That's right. He, and, and he wants souls. He had the angels in heaven already. They were they were not free moral agents. Right. They had to do what he told them. They're they're under his total charge and control. Talk about God being in control. Um, but he made man. <laughs> he made us humans. Yes. So that he would have a people that could worship him and love him yes. if they wanted to. That's right. Because they wanted to serve him because they love him or yes. reject him. Right. But he, he wanted them to have a free will. The man, right. he gave man Thank free you, will and said, you, you choose. I want you to choose me. You know, I want you to I want you to love me. I want you to be in my family, but uh, I'm not going to make you. you. You do what you want to. So it's up to us Christians 
to fulfill God's dream. That's right. To give what him a, what he can't have. To give him souls. What a noble calling we have. You know, he, he paves his streets with gold. He doesn't need yes, that. right. You know, he, he builds his fences out of precious stones. <laughs> All right. of his gates are just one single pearl. Isn't that amazing? You imagine the oyster that came, <laughs> those things came out mm-hmm. of. I mean, one single pearl makes a gate that you go through. My goodness. So he's got all the wealth and all the riches and all that kind That's of right. stuff. Exactly. But the one thing he cannot have is souls. Oh, that is amazing. You the know, one it, thing he longs for, uses his faith for. Is souls. And he planted his seed, Jesus. Yeah. He said, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my best seed and plant it. And I'm gonna believe for a harvest of souls. Now I don't think that's a very good deal that he 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 planted Jesus and Jesus gave his life and bled and died and God gets me out of the deal. Right. That didn't seem like a good deal to me, but God thought it was a good now deal. God got the short end of the stick yeah, on that. That, that God's going to plant Jesus <laughs> and believing with no guarantees at all, right. but right. believing using faith that if he planted Jesus, it'd produce a harvest of souls. Wow, that's how much you're worth. That's our value. Well, I've said so many times how, how, how much how important missions must be and how much a soul must be if both hell and heaven are fighting over it. That's it. That's it right hell there. Hell and heaven aren't trying to get a Cadillac or a Mercedes or a Lexus. Right. They aren't trying to get a new house. A new, no, no. Hell and heaven are fighting over souls. Well, twice that I can think of right off the top of my head here in the book of Proverbs, um, the writer there, especially in chapter seven, he says that that a that uh, you know the the world uh, is like you know some some woman or man walking through the streets looking to steal the precious life of a man mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the precious life, precious people that the, the Lord sees the human race as the most prized possession Absolutely. of the universe. Absolutely. And he's not looking to control your life to the negative. He's not trying to take things from you. No, that's he's right. trying to that's get right. things to you. And it's in that missions concept that that has stirred in Terry's heart and many others that we really be, begin to see that that's the most important, valuable thing on the planet is the soul. Absolutely. That one more soul, um, I, you know, I just am amazed at people that are that are so focused on winning souls. They are the happiest people. Oh yeah. I mean, they're just always happy and oh, jolly. Absolutely. I mean, they laugh. They're just everything. Just seems to be wonderful. I think of several that I know in my life, and then you know others, and they're just out there winning souls all the time. I mean, you that they walk into a store and they'll say, "There was a woman in there the Lord directed me to," mm-hmm. and I just went over and started a conversation with her and talked to her and found out she needed prayer for her kids, and I started praying, and then all of a sudden I found out she wasn't born again and let her in the sinner's prayer you know i mean it's just that fast and they always are winning souls i mean almost every day there's a soul that they have won and not to mention the ministries that go around the world having large crusades and things like you've done you know to bring in the great harvest season tell us about how um the first time uh, you put this session together these these precepts together the seven different uh, categories of things that God spoke to you about because you were so young and had never taught on missions before. You oh, just no, been you no. just been doing it. Right. Well, <laughs> when I was 13 years old, the Spirit of God spoke to me in my church out in West Texas. Right. Uh, he just went to me one night. He just spoke to me. He said, "You're a missionary." 
Well, that settled what I was going to do for the rest of my life. I knew at age 13 what I was going to be when I grew up, a missionary. And uh, so I started going and paying attention in church right. when the missionaries came through. Right. Pastors, uh, well. back then pastors were wise enough, some some still do today, but not a lot, uh, were, were, were wise enough to bring missionaries in right. to minister to the congregation <coughs> and uh, and tell them. I don't, I don't think Matt wanted us to do that because he was going to change the cover. Oh, Oh, so I remember him telling me, "Now don't hold this up too long because I want to change the cover." So I thought I was doing you. Yeah, a favor. you thought you were, you were doing really good. I told you don't do a van of white, you know. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, the pastors were wise enough to bring missionaries in, Renee, uh, to tell the people of the great miracles, or like we always say out of Psalm seventy-eight, the great facts, the great of facts. what God That's has right. done for Israel. So, the the, so facts. I'd sit there as a kid, watch these missionaries talk about raising the dead. To, to talk about casting out devils, right? Talk about getting converting witch doctors, uh, about blind eyes open, deaf ears unstopped, about bringing whole villages to Christ, uh, and so I was just, you know, enraptured with these missionaries, right? Because uh, I knew I was going to be one of them, but I didn't like the way the church treated them, and I didn't like the way they treated themselves. Because they came in the church. Now, I'm talking back in the 50s and 60s, so don't anybody get mad at me. I, I love those missionaries. I just didn't like the way they acted or the way they were treated. And uh, and so uh, they would come in, and the church would kind of treat them like beggars. They'd kind of put them off on the side right. and say, y'all beg for money. You know, y'all beg for crumbs, and we'll pitch you some. And people felt sorry for missionaries. Oh, they did. They did. Well, and rightly they did so. Not. They had a rough life. Yeah, and they had a lot of churches had the, the old custom in America, and this came from England, was that they would put a barrel in the back of the church. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. they would fill all clothes. Yeah. And one person not even, even wash sometimes. Yeah. Or ones with not without being patched or sewn who was it told us that they had someone in their church put used tea bags me. yes yeah no absolutely they put used tea bags in what they call the missionary barrel and that was what went to the missionaries and I just made the, so many pastors the classlessness angry. of that i made so many pastors angry back in those early days when jackie and i first started because right. i'd get to some preacher's church some pastor's church here in america to preach for him he's invited me to come preach and he said, "Oh, brother, we've been waiting for you. We knew you're coming, so we've got a we've got a clothes barrel for you." And uh, and I'd say, "Pastor, I don't want to hurt your feelings, or I don't want to be, you know, <laughs> weird, but I just don't do that." He said, right. "What?" I said, "I just, I just, I don't do that." I said, "There are missionaries that do that. I'll, I'll get you in touch with them." But I said, "I take, I take living water." Right. I take living bread to dying men. Right. I take salvation, healing, miracles. Right. Uh, well, some pastors want me to take, have whole boxes of vitamins. Some they have, and I, I told the pastor, I come back here. Let me look at your clothes barrel. I said, smell of it, man. You can smell. They hadn't washed. I said, how, how am I going to win souls with stinky clothes? Yeah. I pull some of them out, and, and they'd have holes in them, out, not patched. My not, goodness. I said, how My am I going to win souls with it? Yeah. This is what the people are going to think about the church right. in America. Right. I said, I don't, I don't do that. No. And uh, I said, I'll get, you in, touch with, I'll get you, I'll get you in touch with people that do, because there are people that do that, but I, I just don't do it. And, and so uh, – so when I went to the mission fields then, and, and I said, by the way, and I saw these missionaries, uh, they'd all show slides of hungry kids, bloated bellies, flies on the face, and they're really out there. That was That's all true. Right. But but they sure did it, they did it to make the church feel guilty, right. to pull on your heartstrings, to tug on your emotion, which is not spiritual, it's soulish. You know, it's crying That's in right. your beer, you know, or crying in your Bible in church. That's right. That's and right. Uh, uh, make you feel guilty, and then you give. 
And I had a missionary actually tell me that one time. He said, Terry, you have got to make, if you want the American church to give to missions, you must, M-U-S-T, make them feel guilty. Well, and I said, I can't do that. He said, you better learn to do it. I said, I'm not going to. And he said, you better do it or you'll starve. I said, I'm not going to starve. I said, you know, the Bible says, Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. I said, when I wanted to know about healing, I went to the word. When I wanted to know about marriage, I went to the word. I wanted to know about speaking in tongues, I went to the word. I said, why, why can't I just go to the word and preach missions out of the word and the church will hear it and faith will grow and they'll give. Right. And he right. said to me, that missionary said to me, he said, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. He said, that'll never work. I said, well, I'm going to prove it will work. And so I set out on a quest all those many years ago, and you've known me most yes, of those years. That's right. You, you know, I've been in ministry now, and mission for 53 years, and you've known me 47. Right. And you can detest the fact that I never came in to your church and deans and showed pictures like that or begged for money or I never no. took an offering up for myself or never pleaded for money or right. never made my needs known to anybody. I just came in and preached the word. Well, in fact, the first time I met them was at Pastor John Osteen's um, missions convention in 1974 and thanksgiving 1974 thanksgiving of 1974 and it was during a day meeting that brother osteen had terry get up and share the tremendous testimony that had just happened the month before in october in mexico of the hitchhiker story Mm -hmm. of a hitchhiker firing at his him close range five times and the bullets didn't hit him and when he told that he he just began to talk about some of the things that they had felt and i had honestly i had never seen missionaries look so prosperous in my whole life as i saw terry and jackie and it wasn't it was just amazing and that was just god because we didn't have any money (laughs) they didn't have any money but you'd have never known anybody know that you'd have never known that Jackie's hair was done perfectly. Her beautiful long fingernails and hands, she had rings on. She just looked, she did not look like she'd just come from central Mexico mm-hmm. and uh, was a missionary. And it was just, they looked happy. They had a little boy that was the same age as my two, back kind of right in the middle. Mm-hmm. My boys were, mm-hmm. how old was Lynn? Lynn was three. Lynn was time. three. And Matt and Alan were three and four. Mm-hmm. And it was just Matt. I think they were about and to we turn had a four brand and five. New yeah. baby, that was a brand month new old. baby boy that had just been born in October. And when we met them, it was like we have found a kindred spirit. And it was because they just refused to look like poverty. And that was the thing that we had learned was that no matter what your needs were, you didn't tell anybody your needs mm-hmm. and you didn't ask for a place to preach right. and you didn't let on like you that had a need. That was kind of Word of Faith 101. <laughs> yeah, that was, and that was where the wild and woolly days of the Word of Faith. But we sure saw God in the midst of that very messy time, learning how to live by faith. We, Dean and I had come out of Bible college, Terry, and nobody had ever taught us how to believe God for a loaf of bread. Sure. We did not know how sure. to believe God for a loaf Nobody of bread. Neither my, either. my church or my Bible school or the Bible school church that they had. There was there was still a poverty. Oh, lot, yes, lack. absolutely. You know, people were prepared to die for the Lord on the mission field but not live for the Lord. Yeah, we have people. A lot of, well, a lot of people in these last 50 years have, have passed the poverty test. Right. Many have failed the prosperity test. This is true. This is you true. You think about that for a while. But anyway, yeah. you asked me how we how yeah. we started how on, you got on 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 missions. Being the able purpose to of faith. Do seven Bible principles for world missions. So so uh, uh, I came home the first Christmas. Jackie and I came home, and I had uh, uh, my pastor say, "Terry, talk to us about missions." 
uh, I had uh, back in those days, there was an organization called Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship Inter International, FGBMFI, and a wonderful businessmen's organization. And then off of that was born a ladies organization called Women's Aglow. And so I, I live in Midland, Texas. And so Big Spring was 40 miles away. Odessa was 20 miles away. So within that 60 mile span, there were three chapters a full gospel businessman right. and and i was a member of each one of them from from a teenager i loved them and gave money and <laughs> you know so they folks. all knew me yeah and right. so those chapter presidents called me and said terry come do my chapter and and tell us about missions terry come do my chapter and then gloria copeland called me and she said terry you need to come teach kenneth and i ken and i you need to teach us about missions and every time somebody asked me that, Renee, every time I said <laughs> to the Lord, I said, I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how to do missions. Right. <laughs> but I don't know how to come tell them about missions. Right. Because all I've seen all my life is what the missionaries did in my church, and I refused to do that. They showed slides of hungry kids right. and bloated bellies and flies on the face. I'm not going to do that. Even though it's real and they're out there, I'm not going to pull on people's emotions and heartstrings and right. make them feel guilty to give. They need to give because the Word says it and because right. God says it. And uh, and so uh, I was really praying about it. I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me. You're going to have to talk to me so I know how to talk to churches about right. missions because I'm not going to beg. I'm right. not going to be a beggar. I'm not going to stay on the outside of the crowd. I'm not going to I'm not going to show pictures of hungry kids. I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be emotional and shame people right. and, 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 and guilt people, yeah. you know, kind of like our administration in America does today. I'm not going to guilt people and shame people, uh, but I'm going to I've got to tell them the word, but I need you to help me. And so the Lord gave me what I've come to call seven Bible principles for missions. Now, four of them, the first four, I heard somewhere in Mexico, I think probably from Wayne Myers. I, I honestly don't know, and he didn't remember years later when I asked him about it. But somewhere, God gave it to me. Right. Uh, and, uh, and and then I just picked up the other three. Uh, but and of course there's a there's there's a lot more than that. But I felt like people would be depressed if I walked into church and said, "Take out your notepad and write down three thousand nine hundred eighty-two reasons for world missions." You know, so I just stopped That's at right. seven. But but this is such a tremendous tremendous message. Uh, I've even used it as a barometer of the church to see if the church is spiritual or not. Right, because right. a spiritual Christian, a real Christian, a Christian that loves God and uh, and really is serious about things of God, he, he's going to find out about what God uses his faith for, and he's going to want to know about missions. He or she's going to want to know about mission where we're just the standard christian just it's kind of saying you know, so what missions well it, you know that verse in nehemiah where it says uh, the joy of the lord is your strength nehemiah well, the, 8, the, the verse the verse right above that in chapter 8 verse 10 says eat the fat drink, drink the, the sweet, sweet and send portions to them for whom, for whom nothing, nothing is, is prepared. prepared. And which, that, is, which is missions. That which is missions. This is a missions book. Every scripture in this book is, is, is a mission scripture. It's a missions book. And I've used that scripture forever and said, that's talking about missions. That's not that's talking right. about that old song we used to sing as a kid. Oh, if you want joy, you got to jump for it. You got to <laughs> dance for it. You got to clap for it. No, Oh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. No, no, yeah. no, no. If you want joy, you need to send portions to them for whom nothing, whom is, nothing prepared, is prepared. And then you eat the fat. You be blessed you drink the sweet you be blessed and then you bless others and then the that's joy right. of the lord will be your strength now, and that's what we're we you've done for the last 12 13 years at christmas with orphans 
you know, and Orphan One. Well, this, this particular program. This particular program of Jackie Mai's International Children's Program is one way to eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send, send portions, send portions to, to them for whom nothing, nothing is, is repaired. Prepared. Last year, during the pandemic, we had the largest year that Jackie Mai's International Children's <laughs> Foundation has had. 40-plus works that Terry was able to give to orphanages, widows, <laughs> helping people nations. in 22 nations around the world. In fact, in this Done wonderful brochure, you can look, you can find this on terrymize.com or you can go to Orphan One and it shows you all the different nations where we actually were able to send money Absolutely. and help orphanages, put roofs on houses, drilled water wells, helped people in every walk of life in Africa. Look at that. <laughs> all through Europe, all over here in Central America and America, we even get we're able to give to a an a, um, uh, Indian uh, reservation over in Arizona. Sure, here in the states, two hundred Indian children that would not were not going to have Christmas, and we were able to be a part of that and help them do that. And it was just absolutely marvelous. When you think about missions, it's one way that you can get the gospel in there to them and begin to talk to them. And we work with people that are there, yes. people oh, that oh, are yeah. vetted, people, we people know. that we know personally. And we are so excited about that. So if you would like to help us do that through Jackie Mize International Children's Foundation, you can go to Orphan One. The number and, one, Orphan and the number one. And the number one, Orphan, the number one, dot com. And you can donate through that particular website there and we're gonna we're gonna that's sew it. strictly for orphans and widows right. and disaster and all that that's not our ministry that's not and we do that ministries. all year long yeah. but right here at christmas right. we really want to do it because i, I want to tell the people too that when we send the money to there we make sure they have a christmas meal everybody the every one of the children get a gift we give the workers there some uh, a gift and then we're able to get decorations and everything sure, for sure, them sure, sure, to sure. be able to have what they need to Absolutely. have to do uh, a Christmas that represents the coming king, <laughs> the and birth of the Lord Jesus. Yes. 100% of what's given to JMICF, we send every dime of it, every penny of it. Don't touch That's right. There's a lot of expenses to do it, but we cover that out of our ministry, out of Terry Mice Ministries. We don't take any money out of JMICF. Uh, for those expenses. It's an exciting time of the year. And it's one of these things where, like in Psalms, it says, 65, it says that God crowns the year with his bounty. Yes. And that we believe that this Christmas season, God will not only meet your needs, he'll not only bless you and your family, but it'll help you have enough to bless others with. And that's part of living to give. That's part of, you know, yes. seven Bible, Bible principles. Yeah, Bible mission. principles. Yeah, there's seven. Him. We didn't talk about them, but there's seven distinct principles why every Christian should believe in missions, every Christian should be, get involved in missions, every church should be, every individual should be. The Bible reason, not making you feel guilty, not making you feel ashamed, right. but here's what the Word says about it, so let's do it together. It's an intelligent understanding of what God is trying to do and, and has always had planned and that we will reap the benefits for in eternity 
uh, to come. Amen. And so we are just so excited about all this because Terry, it's everything you've done for 53 years. Oh, absolutely. It's what every pastor is trying to do around the world. So is, that's that the understands Legacy Volume it. 2. Yeah, and that'll be in Legacy Volume 2 that we're about to put out. Jesus we just reversed the curse, more than conquerors, yes. living to give, and seven Bible principles for mission. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. I can't imagine our time's gone. There's so many things I wanted to say. <laughs> my, my. And here we are right now on, at the Christmas season. We wish you a very merry, blessed yes, thank Christmas. Thank you for helping us all year. That's right. And remind you again one more time that you are more, more than, than conquerors. conquerors. God bless you again. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. I read Terry's stories about being ended up being in Mexico, being shot at by robbers. Eating up the stories that he would tell of his missions and ministry, and it would build my faith.